김정은 동지께서는 발사 진지에 나가시어 발사 준비의 마지막 공정들까지 하나하나 세심히 지도하시면서 공화국 국방력의 교육적인 발전상을 온 세상에 과시할 사변적 순간을 안아오기 위하여 시험 발사에 참가한 국방과학자들과 미사일병들에게 힘과 용기를 북돋아 주셨습니다. 영팔사 준비 끝! 드디어 역사적 사변의 시간이 하시자 발사 진지와 시험 관측 기술 초서들 관련 시험 연구소들의 대륙간 탄도미사일 화성포 17형 시험 발사를 위한 전투 경보가 울렸습니다. 
I'm good. How's it going, guys? Good. We also have on the show, of course, the co-hosts with the most. We have Gene R. Liars and Wasted. Wasted's already stationed in 7-Eleven. Wasted, how are you? Uh, fine. That sounds like he's drinking an alcoholic beverage, folks, at a 7-Eleven. Is this true, Wasted? Yeah, that's about all I do in my life. You know what? That's an accomplishment. Some people don't even get that far. General Liars, how are you tonight, sir? I'm well, thank you. I'm uh, a little bit behind today. Um, just, you know, stuff gets in the way sometimes. And one step behind everything today. So hopefully, you know uh, I, yes. Do you know what I just heard? You said you're well. Do you know what that means? Um, no. You're better than Taylor Hawkins. Everybody, Taylor Hawkins of the Foo Fighters, 50 years old, uh, died uh, where it looks like a drug cocktail of about 10 different substances, including heroin, opiates, uh, benzos, uh, marijuana, all the fun shit was in his system. So at 50 years old, we've lost Taylor Hawkins, great drummer. I saw him live in 15 at Fenway Park. Uh, probably, you know, my second favorite band growing up, maybe in my top five now, still the Foo Fighters is over, which sucks. But uh, Taylor Hawkins, dead. Boys, opinions. Can you- do you know that they released? I know that the Colombian uh, news, uh, the Colombian police department released a statement as to what they thought may have been the cause of death. But was it uh, has it been confirmed that it was, uh, uh, like you said, a cocktail of drugs? Well, they have two suspects. One is a cocktail of drugs. The other is a uh, chupacabra. Right now, uh, cocktail of drugs is uh, leading with what possibly happened. Uh Pretty much outlets, including Variety, are now reporting that attorneys, the Attorney General of Colombia, oof, got that guy has great coffee, announced that Hawkins had antidepressants, benzodiazepines, and opioids in his system, along with teaching and a uh, you know a little bit of the uh, heroin, a little of the black tar, a little little That's, chasing of the dragon. I didn't really, I never really thought of the Foo Fighters as a really big drugs band. Do you know what I mean? Because Dave Grohl came out of Nirvana, and he probably wouldn't want to have be doing heroin anymore well maybe dave Grohl wasn't doing it maybe it was this whole new fentanyl kick i mean i don't know what the fuck the guy was thinking i mean he was very funny he was extremely talented he had a lovely family uh he seemed very happy in life he didn't seem depressed at all but i mean he decided to fucking chase the dragon and you know he didn't catch it i mean it's sad i am truly i think the guy is one of the most underrated drummers of all time and a little piece of knowledge here guys i don't know if you know this you know taylor hawkins was actively recruited to join gnr back in 2000 after freeze was he really? He was indeed. And you know how I know that? Oh. Roberto Odd. I'm giving I'm giving a question. Odd, you are amazing. If sometimes you you know you post every day on fatandfandshit.com your uh, you know your random GNR news tidbits. And you know, we're not really hard on GNR news because fuck there ain't much. But he posted it, and it was an article dating back, and Taylor gave an interview about meeting Axel and how cool it was. Uh, you know, Odd really posted some interesting shit. So I thought that was kind of cool. Like, at one point, you know, when Freeze leaves, you could have had Taylor Hawkins, which would have been, damn. When I saw the when I saw the, the picture of, first picture of the Foo Fighters with Hawkins, I thought that, yeah, maybe Kurt didn't die. Maybe he just, like, holed up in Denny's and started eating and became the Foo Fighters drummer. So you think like maybe he got some Botox done, you know, went, got, you know, cleansed, stopped doing drugs for a little bit, and he was just trying to hide from Courtney? Yeah. So he just like in the witness protection program in the Foo Fighters. I mean, that, I mean, he that's, what happened. that's what happened. Maybe he was hiding st- for Courtney. Yeah. Sorry. Maybe he was hiding from Courtney and she found him. Yeah. JW, I like where your head's at right now. So we're, we're on the same I page mean, right now that like he was hiding from Courtney. 
And look how he dies. Yeah. Heroin again? Yeah, he never stopped. Fishy, man. But he just uh, got away from court. You know who we need on the show, boys? Tom Grant. Tom Grant, if you can hear me, we need you to come on with your detailed description of how this occurred and uh, Courtney Love uh, murdering. Uh, I'll bring a monster, a little Miss Sunshine on here to debate Tom Grant. That would be great. Um, but so we now realize that Taylor Hawkins was possibly Kurt Cobain in witness protection trying to hide from uh, Courtney Love, who once again murdered him with heroin. Uh, but the band, guys, I mean, I was a huge Foo Fighters fan. Me and my wife went. Uh, Gina Lars, I know you've seen photos of me at Fenway with a wife. Um, yep. I, I just, I'm really sad, dude. They were a great band, and people are like, oh, that's shit rock. Dude, it was easy going rock. I always pictured, like, when I was at the beach, I love listening to the Foo Fighters. If I was yep. by the pool, Foo Fighters. I mean, it's just good shit. And if you don't like it, I understand, man. But for me, they were a great band. They always delivered. They, You know, even their sucky songs were still decent. It was, like, good chill back listening to bar music. Boys, what is your opinion on the Foo Fighters? So if I can go first. Um... That's, what, that's what all the women say, Gina Liars. Yeah, well, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I don't know. Fuck um so right before covid hit i went and saw them here in in uh in calgary and uh it was the last show of their tour so towards the end of the show um dave Grohl stopped the show and he basically said look we've been on the road for two years tomorrow we're going home uh, we haven't been home in two years. It's always going to the next city to carry on to tour, but we're done. This is it. This is the last show. And uh, so he, he brought everybody out. He said, I want to thank everybody, you know, that was with us for the last two years, blah, 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 blah. He brought out like stagehand or people, you know, guys that set up stage and whatever and all their texts and stuff. And then each of the band members said something too about being thankful. And when I heard that Taylor Hawkins died last night, I just remember him at the concert you know, saying how excited he was to go home to see his kids, right? Oh. And, you know, as as a guy with, I have two children, and oh. fuck, that sucked. Like, it just hit me hard. I was like, shit, man. Like, th- th- these kids don't have a dad anymore, right? And uh, You seem like it, you'd be it, a fuck dad, too. Like, if you watch the videos like Everlong or fucking Learn to Fly, the guy had great comedic timing, was always smiling and laughing. I mean, he seemed like a really good shit. Sorry to interrupt you, Generalize, but I wanted to point out, this guy wasn't a miserable fuck. He was, he was bringing joy to the world. Absolutely. And that, that's the point I'm trying to convey right here, was that... I'm sorry. You, no, 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 not at all. Um, stop being so Canadian. Stop saying sorry. It's my job. Um... <laughs> Um, no, that that's what I mean. Like y- y- you could tell that he was he was genuinely excited to go home and see his kids, and it had, it had been two years, right? And you know it was time to go home. And it's just when I heard it last night, I was like, shit, man, this guy has kids, and that sucks. And you know, and and I agree with you, Prasky. Like I don't mind their music, man. Um, I have a few of their, um, or at the time I had a few of their CDs, whatever. Now, right? And you can just stream it now, but. I enjoyed it. Um, it's fun, you know. It's just there's there's not much. That's it's just basic rock and roll, right? But it was fun, and and there's a time and place for it, and I enjoyed it. So it was. I, I, I was sad yesterday when I heard this. JW, what do you think? Are you a Foo Fighters fan? Yeah, I love the Foo Fighters. They were, they were. I was kind of. I will echo what you said. They were really relaxed and just chill rock. Nothing crazy. You don't have to think about it. You just put them on. You listen. Relax amazing band and yeah taylor was an amazing drummer 
He's actually a really, really good singer, too. I don't know if you've heard. He usually sings some stuff live every now and then. Uh, I saw really? him live, and he sang Queens Under Pressure, and he did that a lot during the 15 tour. Folks, if you can go on your YouTube, pause this video, whatever, go look up uh, Foo Fighters Under Pressure, and we're going to have Taylor Hawkins. He'll be the lead vocalist on it. And I'm telling you guys, it's amazing. Phenomenal. He made the song really, really fucking hit hard, and I, I enjoyed it. JW, great call. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of my favorite um, covers of those song, of, of a Queen song is is him doing that live. And I think he also did another one um, more recently. I forget which one, but Somebody to Love, I think. And he's oh, just okay. amazing. Amazing musician. Uh, you know, it sucks, but... In times like this, like last year, I lost... Like me, I, I love doing the radio. I love doing the podcast. This is like my dream. What I want to do. I know. I know. I know. Only maybe a hundred people listen to us and uh, whatever. But you know, you you have people you look up to, and for me, I looked up to uh, Norm McDonald a lot. I thought Norm was the funniest guy I've ever fucking heard. And when Norm died, I think the best way sometimes to celebrate somebody's life, like maybe Taylor Hawkins' life, is to go on YouTube or go find your favorite Foo Fighters song and just go watch. Go see the joy that they brought to the world and go listen to the music and the art. And it's really fucking good. And that's the best way I think you can deal with a situation like this is to go back and watch and smile and remember the good times. I did that with Norm, and I've been watching nothing but Foo Fighters videos. I watched the concert uh, that me and my wife went to. Uh, I watched pretty much half of it the other day. Or not the other day, but uh, this morning. And, uh, you know, it's a good way to go yeah, about it. Music, uh, music and art is it never dies. Even if the guy that made it died, the music's always there. I mean, people still listen to Stevie Rage and Hendrix. They never go away, even if the person's gone. They'll hey, JW. The always have the memory. The, the uh, have you ever listened to the Fat Cast before, sir? Uh, parts of it. Okay. Never a full and, episode, but. Are, are you aware that Michael Jackson did not fuck children that Michael Jackson was framed and that you can go back and you can listen to any Michael Jackson music and you don't have to feel bad. He was just a guy with issues. So we <laughs> hey, want, you know what? Michael Jackson was, was a very, very talented once in a lifetime man. So, you know what? And he was a beautiful, of what he, did did off. he didn't do anything though. We have proof wasted. <laughs> do we not, do we not prove it? I think it was, uh, Tommy Meadows, uh, did a quite a lot section section on the show about it, but yeah, and Tommy Meadows, sir, is a fucking decade you. veteran of the uh, United States military as an investigator. Okay, so the man knows his fucking. He knows how to work a case. He worked this case. He showed it to me. We presented the case. Michael Jackson didn't fuck kids. Michael Jackson tried to make kids feel better so they wouldn't have the upbringing that he had. Okay, because fucking he got beat. So I just want everyone to know you can celebrate Michael Jackson music and JW. I didn't know if you knew that, but yeah. you need to know that. <clears throat> there was a pretty uh, kind of scary part. I still do. Hey, one of my favorite. JW, go wasted. I was gonna say one of my favorite Michael Jackson songs is is uh, "Give In to Me" because Slash was on it. That's one of the introductions to Michael Jackson that I had as a kid because I was a Guns N' Roses fan. I saw Slash was on a song, listened to it, fell in love with Michael Jackson's music. So okay, I want to I want to bring that up for a second. Um, I've always wondered this because you always hear different, you hear conflicting stories about um, that spot that slash did with michael jackson um i don't know where it was it was on tv somewhere and uh, you know slash yeah. comes out and starts playing and then it looks like michael jackson is getting mad at him and wants him to get off the stage because he's stealing the spotlight and 
you know, that, that seems to be the, the, the general consensus, but then you talk to people and like, no, it was all planned. Everything that you see that was planned. Do you guys know the story or, or. Yeah. I believe in Slash's book, he admits it was, it was a, a, a skit. Oh he shit. Played. I've read Slash's book. I don't even remember reading that part. I think he just, he just carried on playing, didn't he? And he was sort of laughing. About I will say it, though, that if anybody. Yeah, if if anybody could steal the stage from Michael Jackson, I think Slash is one of the only ones. Yeah, I agree. To be fair. Yeah, for sure. Well, here's the deal right now, JW. You're in good hands if you're a Slash fan, because the biggest Slash fan I know, instead of uh, my friend Juggalo, would be uh, my friend Junior Liars, because he's a Slash simp, and I don't understand it. He just is. Even though Slash is basically Rhea Perlman, and Slash is oh, on I'm Cheers. For Slash for the rest of my life. Yeah. Do you know that Slash was on Cheers? <laughs> Did you know Slash is actually married to Danny DeVito? No, I don't. I don't know this lore. Okay, Carla from Cheers is actually Slash about the hat on and the sunglasses and the cigarette. Okay, I can see it. Yeah, just, we, we needed you to know that. All right, guys. What? So okay. we've touched on Taylor. Well, I'm a simp for her too. Then. Yeah, there you go. I like that. I like your so, style. So we talked about Taylor Hawkins being dead. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't really want to touch on the fucking Ukrainian war right now. But the only thing I heard was I heard this the other day because I've been trying to get in touch with Ragnar, and I keep you know fucking trying to you know I sent him an email. He never gets back to me. But I heard from one of his friends that Ragnar was heading up to Chernobyl. Right? What the fuck is Ragnar heading up to Chernobyl? You know he's been busy in the Donbass region right now. You know killing Soviet soldiers and going over to Russia and fucking their wives and sisters afterwards. But now I heard he's going to Chernobyl, and I'm like, what the fuck is he doing there, dude? Gino lies. You're not going to believe this. Are you ready? I'm. I'm at the edge of my seat. I'm. I'm I can't okay. wait. So fucking Ragnar turns out he's a comic book fan. So he figures if he goes to Chernobyl and he gets some fucking gamma rays on there, there will be no more Ragnar. There'll be the Incredible Hulk. I mean, he's going to turn into Rage Hulk, Rag Hulk, and it's going to be fucking. It's going to be amazing, and that's what he's trying to do. I mean, so far, last time I checked, he's got about 75 dead soldiers, and he's raped about 40, uh, you know, sisters and wives of those soldiers. But now he, he's trying to turn himself into the fucking Incredible Hulk going up to Chernobyl to expose himself to gamma rays. Boys' thoughts. Uh, is there a, isn't there a movie, uh, kind of superhero movie called, like, Ra Ragnarok or something? Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Oh, my God, you're right. That's why I always thought it was. I thought it was based about Thor and Odin and... Greek mythology or something. Is that is that why he named himself that, or is there another reason? I thought it was just out of rage, because every time I saw his name, I just thought, I don't know what the gypsy translation, the uh, Gregorian translation is for Ragnar, but I thought it was something to do with rage and rape. Yeah, like Thor with a big hammer, like smashing down on something. Like, every time I've ever seen Thor in the comic books when growing up, or even in the, co you know, on the cartoons, he was just this big, blonde, dumb-looking faggot. Uh, he looked like, uh, what is that guy's name? Fabio. It's like someone gave fucking Fabio a sledgehammer. Fuck Thor. Yeah, he's sort of, he's a Scandinavian, so he's kind of a chill giant, isn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words, right? Is that what Scandinavians are? They're, they're chill giants? Well, whenever, you know, you go there, they're all pretty relaxed. Because you know? they're so, stoned out of their ever-loving fucking mind. So yeah, they're also Vikings, but I, then they're, they're normally quite uh, relaxed. I I will, 
I'm going to do a disclaimer here. Uh, my wife is Danish, actually, and uh, so she's about as Scandinavian as they come. And now, now, Jerry Wise, I'm not trying to dox you, but how the fuck is your wife uh, Scandinavian or Danish? When you're saying she's Danish, but she's 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 black. What are you talking about? I've seen your wife. Your wife looks like Robin Quivers. Um, well, you know, I I it's I like the spice of life. I like a variety. Are you gonna deny? Are you gonna deny that last year on your anniversary on Facebook you posted brown sugar? I know it tastes so good. No, that that was definitely me. I, okay. I definitely posted that. I, I reworked the the lyrics of that song to fit um, my my uh, anniversary, my my wedding anniversary. Absolutely. Now, now, is it true too that I? And I'm not trying to be an asshole here, but at the gym, you purposely find uh, the you know the other African American gentleman to let them know, hey, listen, guys, this guy I, right here, he stole one of yours. How does that make you feel, knowing that she gets pounded by this fucking you know white vanilla meat? Well. At, I go up to them first, and the first thing I do say is that, um, you know, my family's Irish, so I'm I'm almost translucent, right? So sure, yeah, yeah. you know. So, but uh, I I don't really know where this is going. Uh, my personal life and my uh, my workout routines. Uh, well, I'm not trying to go anywhere. And by Robin Quivers, I didn't mean I didn't mean to say your wife was chunk at all because your wife's not. She's She's a black woman that has enormous breasts. I mean, these got to be fucking triple D's, and you call me your big chocolate milk jugs. So I was just curious where, you know, how she in the world she can be Danish. Well, there, there's there's different people everywhere in the world. And some of them are Vikings. And some of them are, are, are black Vikings. Uh, it's it's the truth. I, I tell no lies. Do you know that Vikings are famous for rape and pillage? I do. I do. It's making sense to me. I like where uh, it makes sense. So that makes sense that Ragnar is a, a Viking. Yeah. General Lars, what topics do we got? Well, the first one that I wanted to, uh, I'm going to, I'm actually going to bring this one blind to you guys, but it ties in quite nicely to this Ragnar story. There was a report um, that came out. Sorry, did you guys hear this? Sorry. There was a report that came out of Bolivia that two brothers were hospitalized. Um, they're just young kids. They were uh, working on the family farm. And the, sorry, three of them. They were hospitalized because they found a black widow and they let it bite them because they wanted to get superpowers like Spider-Man. Did they think your wife that you were dead and then they wanted your wife to bite them so that your wife could give them superpowers? What the fuck is going on here? Stop it. This is, this is, this is lunacy. You're the I, one saying you black widow. I, 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 why does your wife think you're dead? Are you dead? Are we like Patrick swayze you right now? Are you using the force to be there? Sir, I don't like your attitude right now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would be something to do with a uh, blackface in college. Just that one picture. And that's been like spreading around the, spreading well, around the internet. We call that to Justin Trudeau. That's my prime minister. And, oh yeah, uh, sorry. Yeah, no matter what he does, he'll get voted back in because they love him. <laughs> is he a, is he like Danish too? Uh, no, he's he's uh, he's Quebecois. He's from Quebec. No, he's not. Uh, he's from fucking Cuba. Sorry, I was. I, 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 allow me to correct myself. 
His mother is is from Quebec. Uh, his father's from Cuba. Uh, we all know that. Oh, Fidel Castro. Indeed. That's right. That's right. I actually saw a meme today. It was pretty funny. It made me laugh. Um, I'd never seen it before. And it was a picture of uh, old man Trudeau there, his dad, uh, Pierre Elliott. And he just kind of was kind of shrugging and he had his hands in the air saying, I don't know. And then the meme was like, I thought he was Mick Jagger's baby. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, anyway, that's that's. Yeah, that's that's our leader, I guess. But uh, yay, go Canada! So I got nothing more, boys. I do have some topics, though. If uh, I, I just wanted to bring up these boys because uh, they they apparently wanted to get superpowers and it, it didn't work out for them, and they all got hospitalized and they almost died. And uh, they're well on the road to recovery. So that's like when um, Miser fucked. A, that's like when Miser fucked Amanda to lose weight because she has AIDS. So you know he gained a couple pounds over the fucking holidays. So I figured if he got AIDS, he'd lose some weight. Well, it's you know um, anybody who's anybody who's uh, struggled with their weight through uh, throughout their life uh, with the ups and downs knows that it's uh, it's difficult and it, it can be hard and discouraging and you know. If if getting AIDS is the way to lose weight, well, more power to you. God, I mean, that's the, it's it's the way of miser. I mean, to go get AIDS to lose weight. It's the lazy way I like to call it. Wasted. You are loaded with topics tonight, and don't worry, JW. We're gonna get to you about GNR Reddit. You know what? Fuck it. Let's get to that right now. Uh, JW GNR Reddit, which I'm gonna give credit to, is probably the most mainstream way of communication right now for Guns and Roses fans on the internet. I'd say it's bigger than my GNR. I'd say it's bigger than you know. Fat enough and shit uh, here today gone to hell bigger than discord um you guys have many users uh overall i think it's run pretty well even though i'm currently banned um however um you know a lot of people have some questions and uh one of the questions that we've been getting a lot is uh i'm just gonna fucking hit the fucking uh bullseye first shot in is uh what the fuck is mojo still allowed to post or have any community uh dealings on the reddit jw Well, it's uh, um, complicated, obviously, but I think the main thing with Mojo that I've tried to be consistent on is that as long as he follows the rules of the subreddit, I'm not going to punish him for any past actions that he may have done on a forum or on a Discord, because frankly, I'm not a part of those, and my job isn't to police the Guns N' Roses community, it's to police the Guns N' Roses subreddit. And he's done some things that people don't like and i don't necessarily disagree with those people but i think for the most part um he's pretty well quiet on the subreddit he doesn't break any rules so i've pretty much got him to where you know as long as he's following the rules like everybody else i don't have a reason to to ban him i'm not going to but you know what i don't think anyone can argue i think that's going crazy I think yeah, that's if fair. he starts breaking rules, then he'll get banned too. You know what? I think that's fair, and I hope honestly, he I hope he does break calls. some rules. <laughs> but so, I, well, I hope ask. he does break some rules so I can ban him and get it over with. But <laughs> yeah, Ooh. fair enough. Let but me let me ask you this: um, I can only imagine uh, the drama that goes on at a, on a Guns N' Roses uh, Reddit um, on a subreddit. I, I've been on it a few times. Um, I've had a few warnings a few times as well. Uh, behind the scenes, I, I imagine there's some high drama by some uh, very passionate fans 
especially the ones that cater towards axle rows. Um, so my question is, how much how much time do you spend a week? As as a, I, I don't imagine this is your full time job. I mean, I'm I've, I'm not asking you to say what you do for a living. That's I don't I don't want you to say that. But um, I, how many how many hours a week do you, do you figure you spend as as a moderator for this subreddit? Uh, as far as browsing the sub, just regular Reddit use, you know, a couple, couple minutes a day, just looking at posts. As far as taking moderator actions, I probably do that more than I'm actually on Reddit, where maybe I'm responding to messages or trying to deal with something or reading comments, reports, you know, hour to a day, maybe, um, if that on a, on a busy drama day, um, some days I'm lucky and there's none, some days I'm not, and there's more. So I would average it out to 30, 30 minutes to an hour a day of reading reports, messaging people, trying to keep it in line. <coughs> so it's not easy, but it's not too much, I wouldn't think. It doesn't sound like it's, it's I, I, to be honest, I would have thought that you, you were spending um, uh, more than that. So it sounds to me like you have enough control, which is, which is fantastic. Uh, that's great. I'm doing my best. I mean, there's a few things I would criticize about it, but overall, I think it's pretty decent. My criticize will be like, for instance, like right now, we can't, for some reason, advertise with the former GNFNR guys, all right? JV blew it up. So we took GNFNR. We don't own the name of it. So we made fatnfandshit.com. It's still GNFNR. So all the posters are pretty much back. Where uh, Randy Leahy's coming back very, very soon, which I'm excited about. Um, but, you know, guys, we're. We're posting on there, and it's the same post, but now we can't advertise, and we can't try to have other members find us when we're using the term fat and shit for, you know, a band that uses every word in the book. They, you know, they say cunt, they say fuck, they say shit, they say nigger. I mean, they, you know, Guns N' Roses, there's nothing that Guns N' Roses hasn't said that, we, you know, or even written about or implied that we break the rules on. And I, I don't understand the moderation on that. And JW, I've always considered you because we've known each other for a few years. You've always been more than fair with me. I have no issue with you at all. I'm glad you're on the show. I'm just asking a question from my perspective and maybe perspective of many other people. Why is it that there's some words like, oh, you guys are haters. Why? Because we're calling Axel fat. When the motherfucker's fat, he's fat. I'm fat right now. When he's in shape, he's in shape. Deal with it. I mean, I, I don't get it. Um. I think the general consensus with, with running the subreddit, in my opinion, is making sure that if it gets seen by people we want it to be seen by, like members of the band or their managers or whoever, that they have a positive view of what's going on to give us an insight and then maybe getting one of them on or getting them active or getting the, the sub more exposure to the actual people that we talk about. So Can I, can I ask you now, a question? The you, name, you talked to Fernando, sure, right? Go ahead. You talked to Fernando too, correct? Uh, I don't anymore. I had some contacts with him, and he did an AMA on the sub. Yeah. But I think the negativity drove him away or something. I'm not sure. I, don't I talk was to him last time I talked to Fernando was December. I haven't talked to him since December. But I can tell you what, right now, no matter how much shit That's I give Assad, no matter how much shit I give him, um, he has a great sense of humor. As a person, I like Fernando as a human being. I think he's very, you know, he has a good sense of humor. He's easy to talk to. Um, as a manager, I disagree with him on some shit, but as a person, I get along with him great. And I find that he has a great sense of humor. Like he doesn't take a lot of, you know, he doesn't like the shit about his mom. But instead of that, he doesn't give a flying fuck. You can make, right, you can right. call him a sod all day. He does not give a shit. 
I mean, he talks to yeah, me. I'm the one who came up with Assad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so some like, of the, um, like, when you guys are like, oh, I'm afraid yeah, the band's going to... nice to me. I've never had any issues with him. When you guys uh, are I saying, like, I'm afraid the band's going to look, well, let, let's see this. Dell James is going to look at anything, and Dell's Dell. I mean, but here's the thing. Dell's got a sense of humor, too. I mean, I'll fucking crack jokes at Dell, and he's, you know, he's funny. He's a wrestling fan. He's easy to talk to. He's a decent guy to deal with. But, you know, Beta is the only one that you have to worry about, and that's because she's got a glass, a couple glasses of wine in her, and she's in a fucking mood. Axel doesn't fucking look at the site. Slash and Megan probably look at the site, but I mean, whatever. I mean, Slash will get over it. Duff looks at the site, but I mean, what are you guys concerned about? Like, don't you guys know their personalities a little bit? Well, maybe not, but the the, the issue isn't necessarily you or this podcast or, or the subreddit or the forum and it's the it's the toxicity that breeds within the jokes that blows up and being one of the only moderators it makes it way too difficult to to make sure that the jokes are fine and i've made them i don't ban everybody that makes a joke and i definitely don't want to but the responses to the jokes and the responses that come out from those jokes are impossible We'll stop and moderate, and so I, you have to kind of have a give and give and take there. I, I get and your position the on point that. Point we're at until it settles down. I have to just kind of be careful with allowing any kind of negativity. But I get your point at that. But that also goes back to the first question I had there. You know, when you're talking about people that get into these shit feuds, you know, your general GNR fans not going to get into it with somebody on a Reddit because they don't give a shit. You're, you know, they're just going to pop in there see if there's any news mm-hmm. continuing over their day. Then you get your forum users, your you know your more than your casuals that'll go on there and make comments. Then you get your hardcores that'll go in there and fucking argue with each other. But the thing is, the people that you're talking about are so like you know delusional and the pro Axel thing and the pro blah blah blah. And if you make any fat jokes about them, are the same people that have the problems with everyone. It's the same person. It's the same group. They used to be GNR Truth. They were on. Look what they did to Night Train. They they've killed every site they've been on because they've made it for the casual fan where you can't speak your mind without being fucking censored. And that's what I'm, my concern for you guys is that if you keep censoring and keep doing dumb shit like, oh, we can't post fatenoughandshit.com, that you guys are taken away from a band that this isn't Hanson, this isn't the fucking Beach Boys, this is Guns and Fucking Roses. They advertise themselves as Guns and Fucking Roses. You know, there's got to be some leeway to know the content we're talking about. Like, if I go into a strip club, I expect to see a pair of tits. Now, if I go into Applebee's, I'm not expecting to see a pair of tits. That's fair. Uh, I'm open to that criticism. Uh, but it's, doesn't it also have something to do with the to... platform? Like the platform that you're on, like, uh, you know, Reddit well, or I mean, YouTube, they decide some things. I think, uh, not, not from not really. a subreddit perspective. There are things that the Reddit admins themselves will, will come into as far as, like, if you're... you're breaking Reddit rules, you know, yeah. leaking information, doxing you know threatening stuff like that yeah but that yeah. all that reporting comes from moderation on the subreddit unless it's unless it's reported from a user that has been experiencing it so yeah, if i not, give you a th- death threat on reddit if you don't report it then they're never going to see it unless the moderator reports it to them so is, is that what happened to us on on youtube last week Where's, oh no, you- no 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 wasted yeah let's, uh... yeah wasted yeah we're leaving that topic alone. Read the PM chain. 
But let me get back to this. Uh, JW, you've been great, and I really appreciate you so far giving your answers. I promise this will be the last kind of fucking, uh, how do I say this? Not like aggressive question, but the last real directed directed question I have for you. And it's from our AMAs. I mean, there might be some more AMA questions. None of them are going to be like no core. core. Um, let me just touch on it because... I feel that this person is probably somebody that doesn't get the respect that they deserve in the community. And I'm not kissing his ass because he's my, uh, you know, he's my partner in the fat ass and we're really good friends. But Franz has done more for this community when it comes to making music and making videos and making it available, you know, at no cost for work that he does to the fans. And I really appreciate that. And uh, for that, I'm going to read his question verbatim. And here it goes. Uh, this is from Franz, Franz and Roses. Question for the Redamod. Why did you guys decide to add a member of the GNR camp as a mod when he PM'd you, demanded you to be a mod? Did you guys realize that that being him being a mod is against the uh, the etiquette rules? You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like shady that you got someone from the band as a mod is what he's implying. So like, I don't know if you know about this, but you guys got what five moderators and uh, Franz is saying that someone from the GNR camp or UMG has uh, is a moderator on there. Do you care to comment? Uh, sure. sure, I don't. No, but I will say that if that person is still a current moderator, um, they weren't added by me, and I would love for him to contact me and tell me who it is, and I, I would love to talk to him and maybe work that out and see what may have happened there or what caused it. Um, I didn't add them, but I am a moderator, so I'm responsible for that. And if if that is a problem, then we will look at it, and if he is a moderator, and especially if you became a moderator for that reason, then I'm more than willing to work with it. And if it's if it's not right, we'll remove him. All right. I'm going to say this right now. I don't give a shit. JW, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on because you've been honest. You've been forthright. And I'm not here kissing your ass, but I mean, it's I, this is what we try to say. Like, hey, we had a disagreement and I said, hey, why don't you come on the fat cast? JW says, sure, let me come on the fat cast. This would work for you, Downs. If you want to come on here, we can debate. I won't call you names, I swear. Jarmo, you know I love you. I won't make fun of the accent. Come on. Hey, you, know you called me a lot of names before we started. I want to make that clear. What? I said, Brad, you called me a lot of names before the podcast started. Y'all might want to be careful. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm a fucking vicious, horrible piece of shit. We all know that. But uh, I really want to thank you for that. Now, Gina Liars, you are the host nah, of the AMAs. Joking. So what we're going to do next is we're going to have you start the AMAs. I want us to go through that. Wasted after the AMAs. Can we get into the topic of tits? Because the last two weeks in a row, you brought tits to the table. I think for a third week, we need some more tits. How's that sound, boys? Yeah, I've got a Gina Liars, take the fucking wheel. Are you uh, sticking so, around? Uh, I have a question. Yeah, JW's yes. going to... JW is going to be able to start the show. I have, I have a question real quick. No. Yeah. Okay, so you said that the last the last two weeks you talked about tits? Yes. Okay, why is it only two weeks? Shouldn't it have been the last 50 in a row? Well, it's because I'm a fucking idiot and I didn't know how to tag YouTube. So what happened is... You know, on YouTube, guys, we were getting like 50 to 70 views per episode in about a two-week span. And I was depressed about it, so we're all talking. But Wasted's our man, so he writes the description of the titles now that he's back from his fucking, you know, ventures up in the mountains getting blowjobs from 65-year-old women. Um, Sorry. You know, yeah. <laughs> Oopsies. I put fucking bubble bath in the jacuzzi again. But motherfucker. So he came up with a great idea, like, hey, we're going to name the title of our show now and the tags like something that's just going to get attention. So he fucking, the first, about two weeks ago, he named the title of the show, Girls with Big Tits. 
And like I said, we usually get anywhere from 50 to 70 views. Let me tell you how many views that fucking video has right now. Because I was absolutely shocked and taken aback by it. Like, oh, so it's really just what you name a fucking video. And people are listening. It's not like they're only listening for a minute or two. They're listening for a while. 336. Nice. <laughs> so that, that's why. Nice. GRL, are you ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Take us down that road, brother. All right. Uh, so, yeah, um, I'm glad you're sticking around, uh, JW, because uh, I do have a couple questions for you from some of the form uh, um, members. Uh, we'll start with Brian Hi. Wilson. Um, he has a question for the GNR Reddit mod. Um, so he wants to know if Mr. Nando gives him any secret, uh, any secret info. And if he does, is there a possibility that you have early access to Nando's um, special... Uh, special toys on the website, such as the trucks, the toy trucks. <laughs> he puts out. I actually already have Chinese Democracy 2 on CD at my house. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't talk to Fernando anymore, but uh, I mean, I would love to chat with him, but I don't get any special info, unfortunately. So you didn't get like for Christmas a little toy truck special from GNR? Like, hey, listen, did a good job, kid. Here's a toy truck. Um, he sent me some. He sent me some Guns N' Roses anal beads, actually, and I have them in right now. Are, are uh, they are they black to honor Frank? It's his uh, birthday. Happy birthday, no Thunderchucker. Hey, they Frank. are bold to honor him. Frank, no matter how much hate we give you because we don't like your drumming, we all think you're a nice person. We've never heard anything bad about you, so no one talks shit about you yeah. except you're a horrible drummer. But instead of that, Frank, everyone says you're a sweetheart. So happy birthday, buddy. Do you uh, – so, JW, do, do you uh, – are you an avid collector of uh, GNR merchandise? Do, do you have anything um, uh, out of the ordinary or special? Um, let me think. I have the, I have the pump Funko Pops – but that's not really that special. Um, I've got a pick from Slash that I saw. I got a, a Slash SNKC show. Um, cool. But no, not nothing like super rare. I have a. I actually do have one rare thing. I have a poster that was sold at a 1987 Guns N' Roses show for nine dollars, and it's still wrapped in the plastic. If anybody really? wants to give me a bid on that, I'll sell it. Beautiful. Do you have locked and loaded? You, you, wait a second. Hold on. Before you answer that, JW, I do not. he's just asking because he was the stupid motherfucker that bought locked and loaded as a box set when it came out. So I be did. aware, he's just trying to grab someone else when he's drowning and bring him down with him. I'm not trying to go down anywhere. I, uh, I have locked and loaded, and it's, it's, I've said it before, and I will say it again. Um, I have a room. I, I, I have about. I have my record collection that I collect. Uh, I have the shelves of it, and the centerpiece of that collection is my locked and loaded box set. It is the first thing you see when you walk into the room. It is right there, and I'm I'm not ashamed of it. I bought it. I I bought it knowing very well that I would be ridiculed for buying it, but I wanted it. And um, at the time, I had some extra money, so I said, "Why the hell not?" And it came with a pretty cool GNR turntable, so I was pretty happy about that. Every wife, every every month when the fucking credit card bill comes in, and he tries to give his wife shit, she just points to that box set and goes, "Excuse me," <laughs> and it's fucking over. So JW, do you have locked and loaded? It looked like a cool box, but I did not buy it. I do not have locked and loaded. <laughs> All right, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. So uh, I got one more question for you, J-Dub, then we'll, J-W, then we'll move on to uh, some other stuff. And this is from our friend Frank Drebin. Um, um, he wants to know, in your opinion, 
is one album in almost 31 years acceptable as a GNR found? And we don't count covers, covers albums or live albums. So uh, take the Spaghetti Incident Live Era out of that. One album in 31 years. Is that acceptable? Um, I don't know how to define acceptable. However, uh, I will say as a Guns N' Roses fan, it is definitely not as much as I want. But I'll also qualify with that. Slash's solo works are amazing. Duff's solo works are amazing. Okay, let, let's... Some let's, of Izzy's stuff is good. JW, so please don't say anything about Izzy being amazing because... It, that, but I definitely want a new Guns N' Roses record for sure. JW, if you say anything about Izzy being amazing, GNR Liars is just going to take you down a road. Well, I... I will say that uh, out of all the solo albums uh, from ex-GNR members, that the Juju Hounds album is, is stands alone. That, that is, in my opinion, head and shoulders above uh, any of the other ones. Um, GNR Yes. You know, you know, in the rare world, you're one of my dearest friends and have been for many, many years. Yes. You know, when you die, buddy, I'm going to listen to the fucking Juju Hounds album and think about you. I, I don't want you to know that. Like, when you die, I'm going to have a fucking band. It's a good album. I'm going to have a good cry, and I'm just going to be like, I miss my buddy. <laughs> Thank you. I, I don't know why you have to wait till I die to listen to it, it's though. It's a good album. But, it is uh, a good album. It is. Well, I want it to be special, you know? Fair, fair. Now, JW, did you pick up Slash's new I album? I personally think, uh, yeah, I think Slash's Solo Works is my favorite, but I'm a right. Slash. So, that's I, uh, okay. Um, World on Fire is my favorite of his, but four is pretty good. I like four. Yeah. Um, out of out of the the Miles and Kennedy uh, conspirator stuff, uh, four is my favorite so far. Um, there's a couple. Uh, what's the one with? Uh, yeah, what's the one with all the like all the like the Bart Simpson figurine on the cover and the smiling face? Which one is that? Yeah, that's that's World on Fire. Okay, I, I did not like that one. That's my least favorite one. That's my favorite. Oh, is it really? Okay, cool. Nice, nice. Anyway, we're we're let, let's uh, yeah. Let's uh, so uh, that that was it for the that was it for the AMAs for uh, JW. Um, let's go to Wasted for a sec. We haven't heard much from you, Wasted. What's going on he's over there? He's drinking at Seven Eleven. What the fuck do you think, man? Leave the man alone. He's probably looking at some Taiwanese broad right now in her fucking thirties. She's dragging around a kid. He's thinking maybe he could fuck her in the bathroom. Wasted. What's going on? I, I have yeah, a that. question for Wasted, though. Okay. It's it's from our friend Booby Trap. He. he Posted a few questions on on the site, and he's he's asking which one, and then he posts a bunch of stuff. So I'll ask you, wasted a couple. Um, um, so who would win in a bar in a bar fight, Clint or Arnold? Ooh. That's a that's a pretty difficult one. Probably, probably Arnold, because he could he could die and then go back in time and then have Clint killed. True. Even if even if he lost, <clears throat> I don't think I think Clint's immortal, dude. I don't think he I, I don't think he can kill Clint. I, I think no matter what, Arnie's little fucking Arnie's what like five eleven, six foot. You're looking at a six foot four fucking really guy with gold gloves boxing, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood would fuck Arnie up. And and but, he would he would probably find some piece of sheet metal in the scrap outside the back in the alley of the bar. And strap it to his chest like a bulletproof vest, like he does it um, for a few dollars more. So, 
Never put anything yeah, I mean, past so He'll just, start painting fucking towns different colors. He'll start fucking getting spear guns yeah. and shooting at people. I mean, plenty. I mean, that's a dumb fucking question. I'm sorry, so Booby Trap. You're a smart man. That's a dumb fucking question. All right. So, all no, right. Ma- okay. so ma- no matter how many times uh, Arnold came back in time as the Terminator, Clint would always win, and then eventually, Skynet. Perfect. Yeah, so every time the fucking Arnie comes back as a T-800, he rolls up, and then you're thinking Grand Torino. You know that fucking face he makes where he goes, He makes that face, takes out his forty four, loaded up with a nice fucking uh, explosive round in it, shoots the Terminator right in the fucking head, the CPU, bada-bing, bada-boom. Repeat, rinse. All right, all right. So the next question he asked was of, of the, the same category. Uh, pick one. Uh, so of the three vehicles, would you rather Knight Rider... The A-Team van or the car from Back to the Future? I was going to go for the uh, Magnum PIs, Ferrari 308 GTS. Now, I don't it's usually, not, I don't usually well, do this, but um, that's not one of the choices. We, we need to stay within the parameters of the question. Um, okay, well, again, it has to be the DeLorean because it's, it's like time travel. Exactly. Ooh. That's what I was going to do. I'm glad you went there because that's where I would go because you would take the DeLorean and then you could just use time travel to your advantage to get the other vehicles so you can have all three because you have the ability to time travel. That's my take on it. Do you know, yeah. Wise, what version of Kit are we getting? Because have you guys ever seen the original fucking uh, Knight Rider pilot before it you know, went on NBC? No. Okay. Well, Kit was different back then. He wasn't the guy from fucking Boy Meets World. It wasn't, you know, hello, Michael. It was a fucking German voice, and it kept saying, Michael, I've determined a final solution. No, he did It was horrible. It was Kit was an anti-Semitic fucking supercar. It was very bad. I'm glad they changed it. So, you know. Well, for... So am I. So am I. I mean, there's... There's there's some lines... Send them to the camps, Michael. No, Kit, no. No, that's 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 not. That's horrible. Let's not. But my, I'm, I'm glad they changed it too. Fucking a, dude. Why do you think it didn't did get you, picked up? Did you see that story about um, uh, the the winner of the Miss Hitler beauty pageant? She got no, she got what? she got she got sent to jail, <laughs> and uh, uh, for sort of hate speech, uh, <laughs> saying that she's going to gas a synagogue. And then, and then, and then now there's a massive scandal because she's been released like early. She got a three-year sentence, and she got released after three months. Hey, that's unfair, dude. I got this. I, one of my buddies is a big fat Jewish guy, and every time he goes to the synagogue, he drops bombs all day. That fucker gasses it out all the time. Those poor people in there, they're fucking choking on that man's farts. He's a big old fucking Jew bastard. I'm telling you. Oh, you, you guys ever been to a synagogue? Yes. It's uh, it's 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 different. I mean it. I I used to date a Jewish girl, um, and it's best, best head you're gonna get from Jew girls. I don't know why it is like Puerto <laughs> Ricans fuck the best, but when you want to get great head, Jew girls have a love for giving blowjobs like I've never seen. You know what? You're onto something there, Brasky. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, I fucking know I am, buddy. I fucking know I am. It was just it was a it was a different experience. Like um, I I never went. Be I'm Catholic, right? So I never went, and uh, but I would take her there or pick her up from there whatever right and man like they got you know 
like armed guards at the door, man. And it, it, very unsuspecting buildings. You would never know if you didn't know it was a synagogue, at least where, where she went. Um, you would never know it was a synagogue if you didn't know it was a synagogue. Do you know what I mean? It's very, very unassuming. And, you know, you, you get inside and there's like guards there with, with fucking fully automatic weapons. They get, That's they, fucking weird, dude. I never saw that, dude. But, you know, I'm talking, I've seen synagogues in New York City and Boston. There was none of that fucking shit. I mean... Really? Yeah, really. I'm yeah, uh, talking, that's that's some weird Canadian shit here. But let's get back to the point at hand. Jewish right. girls give the best blowjobs, and usually these Jewish girls they have what they call beefers, which are giant C to D cup tits. And these C to D cup titties, these big Jewish beefers. Now, when they get to about thirty five, they fucking hang. But when they're anywhere from eighteen to thirty five, these Jew girls give the best blowjob. And meanwhile, you got these big fucking tits to put between your balls and play with. I mean, Gina Elias wasted. GW, help me here, boys. Help me. I, I want to know what it is about being Jewish that makes you good at blowjobs. I don't know. What's the I mean, correlation there. Is this something that happens? You know, is this something that happens during these things? Like, you know, I know uh, boys have bar mitzvahs. I'm trying to remember what the girls have. I mean, is there like a special class? You know, like you know, the the guys got shop class, and meanwhile the girls got home economics. It's like, hey, when they turn 18, they got to go to this fucking uh, meeting. Why? You know, you go in, it's like the scene from old school. Vandy Dick in there, he's got the fruit and vegetables, and he's showing, you know, Frank the Tank's <laughs> wife and his pals how to suck a dick. I mean, I mean that's all I'm imagining. Ah, oh, brasky, brasky, brasky. Uh, well, <laughs> my, my friend at school, the first girl that he dated was, like, uh, religious. So he was, like, 15 or 16 years old, and uh, she made him, like, wait for sex for, like, two years and then, then dumped him. So then we, we went to a, like a house party and uh, there was a wall and, and my friend was like talking to another girl like on the one side of the wall and we were all on the other side of the wall just sitting there with cans and the first thing he asked her was, are you religious? Okay. Where does it- well, he, he, his girlfriend just made him wait two years <laughs> to have oh, sex and then exactly. dumped him. Uh, <laughs> Well, here's the funniest thing about that, because, you know, growing up where I'm from, I'm going to tell you what right now. I, like I said, Jewish girls, best blowjobs. Best of bed, Puerto Rican girls, because they ride you. It's like fucking an animal. You're like Jack Hanna, and you're fucking wrestling a tiger. It's amazing. It's fun. But here's the thing. The biggest whores, biggest fucking whores. Catholic schoolgirls, man. I'm telling you right now, it's fucking true, man. I'm a Catholic myself from up north. And I'm telling you right now, you get these girls that go to these fucking Catholic colleges and everything afterwards, it's pretty much like a fucking orgy all these times. These broads are riding the fucking, you know, bedpost. Well, I mean, it, you know, <laughs> I think it has, I, I'm going to, I'm going to try and I think it has to do a lot with they're they're probably if they're they're Catholics they're probably going to all girls schools if they're or all boys schools so there's a lot of uh, uh maybe pent up frustration. So you're saying the Catholic uh, guilt makes them a whore? No, I say that no, I'm saying that they spend their their days with um, members they're of the same sex all day. And, so and they're reading those like magazines. Yeah, yeah, no please knows what I'm talking about. Gina lies. Are Hail Marys just a way to train girls to get on their knees, Catholic girls? I thought that's what quarterback did at the end of the game if he was down by a touchdown. Oh, no, no, no. You got to say Hail Mary, mother full of grace. You got to go down there and you got to do your little prayer. But if you do it right, you got to get on your fucking knees. Jesus, you're a bad Catholic. Well, you know, I, I don't think I am, but 
Um, you're also Canadian, so maybe it's different up there. I mean, you guys probably have pancakes at church. Well, we, we, we eat pancakes on, on Fat Tuesday. I mean, you know that. Do we get any more AMAs? <laughs> Flawless transition. We're back on pitch. <laughs> that one's open to anyone who wants to answer. Shadow of your love or back off bitch? Oh, back off bitch. Back oh. off bitch. Oh. Yeah, back, back off bitch. See, I'm shadow of your love. 100%. I, uh, I really, really enjoyed uh, that version they put out a couple years ago. I thought it was great. That's because you have locked and loaded. <laughs> yeah, you got me there. <laughs> JW, you're right. He's just trying to justify it more and more. Like $3,000 yeah. for one song. <laughs> you know, I, I yeah, okay, fine. I still like Shadow. Shadow's Shadow. a great song, but... Back off, bitch! is a classic. Both written by Paul Paul Tobias. Oh, Which yeah, one? I think Paul gets way too much hate, dude. Tobias, you know, he's fun to hate on because he originally was like, if you were a troll back in the day and you were an educated troll back in the MyGNR part, you wanted to be a Paul Tobias fan just to fuck with everybody, and that was kind of the joke for a long time. But you know, he was more valuable than most. He got shit double vaxxed. He made Axel actually do work, which you can do that. That's impressive. There's JW. never been. I was gonna say, there's never been a non-talented musician in Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Teddy Zigzag said, "Fuck you, JW." <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, you, just, w, you would know this because you're a Slash fan. Didn't who played on the Snake Pit album? Didn't Josh Freese play on? No, no, it's Josh Freese who played on that, right? So I, I'm getting Josh Freese. I believe five. so. Yeah, is, is it? I thought it was Mike Inns. Are you in no. from? Uh, wasn't it? Uh, wasn't it a different from, guy? Uh, wasn't there two different guys? Was it guys? called Allison Chains? Yeah, there was. Yeah, no, you're you're right. Uh, uh, wasted. There was, and you're right too, Jada. There was two snake pits. Um, I'm talking about the first one, the first album. It's five o'clock somewhere. Um, yeah. Well, Gilby Clark was on some of them. Pardon me. Uh, Gilby Clark played on a couple songs. Oh shit! Did he? Do you want to know something funny, guys? Uh, yeah, I don't know which ones. Then I'm, I'm taking a sleep from Mike JW. Inez. Mike Inez was on the first one. He was on the second one. He was on uh, Eight Life Grand. Oh, okay. I, well, I believe. What the fuck so. happened to Gilby? Me. I don't know. Like nobody knows what happened to fucking Gilby. Like you know, out of all the drama, all the rumors, and this and that, you never heard the story. I've never heard it, and I've asked a lot of people in the know that know a lot more than my stupid ass. And you never get an answer of why Gilby was just pretty much told to get fucked. Oh, he didn't. Uh, Gilby Axel played in that. Axel couldn't write with Gilby him. Gilby played in that. Uh, yeah, him and Axel didn't get along, but that's not very hard to believe. Yeah. I mean, he was a part of the chaos. It really is. You're right. Yeah, he was. So he didn't get along with Gilby, but the first time Axel makes a fucking public appearance is singing Dead Horses with, Izzy, with uh, Gilby at a fucking bar in L.A. But he doesn't like the guy. No, he said he couldn't write with him. Yeah, but I don't think he likes anybody, so... But he can't write with anybody, dude. Yeah, but uh, Paul Tobias helped him write, like, Catch, okay. uh, There Was a Time, IRS. Like, what Axel wants is somebody to tell what to do and what to play. Whereas Gilby plays, like, 
you know, his kind of Rolling Stones, heavy Rolling Stones type material. Yeah. So Can we all agree that Tony Stinson's still the biggest cunt in GNR? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Stinson, dude. I'm sorry, man, but fuck you, Stinson. Oh, for all the shit you pull with your drunk ass and all the times you prevented people from coming back, you know, I wish Duff did take over and fucking, you know, 06 like was supposed to happen. But for you getting fucked. What, what, what did Stinson do? I don't know any of this. What, what, what did he do? Why do you think Buckethead's not on the band? You can thank fucking Tommy Stinson for that. Really? Yeah, him yeah. and Fink. Him, Fink, and Fortis, but Fortis doesn't do shit because Fortis is just like. Fortis is like dizzy. They're just nice guys that just go, okay, they don't do anything. But fucking Fink got in his mind because dipshit Stinson over there is like, we don't need Buckethead. He's just going to come in here and play over the music that you already played. It's going to ruin it. We don't need this many guitarists. We can just do it us. So they made fucking Buckethead miserable on the fucking tour being a dick to him. And then he fucking had his little mental breakdown and fucking accident fired Tommy's drunk, stupid ass like he was supposed to. Ha ha. Take that. Also you guys want some more inside information? Hey, guess what? I was uh, I was sitting around the other day, and uh, I heard from fucking the whispers in the wind again that, hey, uh, our, our little friend Rick, who, Rick, you know you're my buddy, but what the fuck are you doing? Supposedly Rick is now talking to fucking uh, a magazine trying to give an interview about the whole leak saga, which is going to be fucking hilarious. I mean, the amount of stupidity that I expect from this fucking article, because I can't imagine this guy's fact-checked shit, because if he did, it, it, the amount of hilarity would just be amazing to me. But the, what the fuck, Rick? You know better than this. Just let shit go. Move on. Either that or, you know, you and Fernando fight in the UFC. We'll fucking buck it. We'll put the money in escrow. It'll be fucking great. Boys? <laughs> I don't ever say I don't fucking believe on this members. show. We were talking about old members. What, I don't yep. know y'all's opinions on, on Ashba. Very controversial guy. Well, he made those comments recent, or it's it's on the forum now. I don't know what, how old the comments were, but um, he's a, he is a douche. Like I, I, he looks like a douche. He acts like a douche. Whatever. I don't really like him all that much, but um, but I kind of agree with him when he said that um, Buckethead took the coolness out of Guns and Roses, and that's not a slight on Buckethead. <laughs> what the fuck? I, Dude, I was listening to some of Buckethead's albums this, this week in my truck, and um, they're good. Like, I like it, but there's there's nothing cool about the guy. Like, he wears a KFC bucket on his head, and he's 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 a guitar virtuoso. I mean, so coming from a guy that dresses up like he's ready to fucking blow every fucking guy in the harbor, he's gonna make fun of Buckethead. Shut up, Ashby, you fucking eye lining wearing faggot. I think I think the guys who look like they're going to blow everybody in the docks are basically hair metal fans and that's basically that what casual gnr fans kind of think the image of gnr should be so yeah Ashford, but it's also the thing that I mean, gnr fought against the most was hair metal true yeah, yeah kind, kind of kind of but i mean like glam metal or you know like hanoi right. rocks or but when you hear you know, hair metal like you think Motley poison Crew, white snake yeah yeah. So like Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses, and then Ashbar's in both. It was in Motley Crue, and he kind of looks like a, a, clo- a sort of mix between Slash and Nick Mars, like they're cloned together or something. So he kind of fits the image, and that, and that kind of I think like also Buckethead's not really a, a road warrior, if you know what I mean. He's not like a tour dog, and Ashbar's younger and That's has crazy. a kind of has an image that can kind of just fit in. And, uh, and he played the songs just like how they are, basically, for the most part. 
whereas Bucket did reinterpret like every song, like Out to Get Me, it just sounded different. Uh, and that whole band, I don't think it's about like, um, I think it's the label or, you know, the record company, you know, that that band, the, the geniuses, the creative geniuses that made like CD, Fink and Bucket and all these, uh, I don't think the label really supported them that much. So yeah, they wanted to get like a... Wasted. But I mean, you're talking about a guy in Ashbell looks like he just got done playing fucking Hot Topic, you know, and you're comparing it to a guy, for instance, the other day, a friend of mine uh, messaged me a Buckethead song called Oak Island. You know, I listened to it. I mean, you could just, and he writes, you could, doesn't it piss you off that you can't hear Axel just saying all this? And it but, does, but because know. Axel and Buckethead, you know, I listen, my favorite version of IRS is uh, St uh, Star Chaser. Or, uh, yeah. And I'll tell you this right now. It's a situation that Buckethead... Axel loved Buckethead, like loved him. He got him. He like understood him. They worked together great in the studio. So whatever bullshit you're hearing from fucking Ashba, tell Ashba to go suck a dick and kick, kiss Beta's ass some more. But also Ashba was coming off like 6 a.m. So he was bringing like new fans. Because like when I saw them in Taipei, um, when Ashba came on to do his first solo, the crowd was going wild. Like they thought he was Slash or something. <laughs> What, sorry, sorry, to, sorry to interrupt there again. What was that? IRS was which which song there, Brasky? It's a mix. I'll tell you here in a second. Let me get the exact name of it. But uh, you guys talk. I'll tell you in a second. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Say, you're good. I was just gonna say it's really funny how Ashba always wore like a top-ish kind of hat with the curly hair, and yeah, I don't know. I think it rubbed people the wrong way. It but whereas like at least Buckethead was was himself and was unique. It yeah, looks like yeah. a top I mean, hat from uh, Tim Burton. It looked like Tim Burton made that top hat for Ashba. I don't guys, think Slash the is the first one to ever wear a top hat, though. Guys, the version right, you want to hear is called Star Chasing IRS Guns N' Roses. I believe it's an Evader mix back in the day. It's called Star Chasing. It is Buckethead Star Chasing with Axel's IRS over it. It is fucking spectacular. It's the best, like, GNR thing that I probably heard for like three or four years. It was fucking great. So I suggest anyone listen to that. Um, we seem to be going, you know, down a road to kind of, you know, revisiting topics we've hit on before. So what I'm going to do is our boy Wasted always brings us the funny, always brings us down to d different and weird places. Wasted, it's your time to take over the show and bring us down those roads. Well, as you know, I've been researching uh, big breasts all week and uh, I found some. Uh, Katy Perry you know, her, her tits have become the godmother of a cruise ship in uh, in Las Vegas. <laughs> so so she's, going, she's going to the cruise ship and uh, she's going to play a few songs. But before that, she needs to christen those cruise ships. So they put her like on a pole and pressed up her tits against the hull of the ship. <laughs> Did they really? That's amazing. Yeah. So what I was thinking is like, can I get her, you know, to, will she come and christen my iPad? So I've been like, I've been, I've been typing in like Katy Perry 69 at yahoo.com and sending and sending her messages and asking her whether she will, she will come and christen my iPad with her tits. And I didn't get very many responses. The only one I got is if you contact me again, I will kill you. <laughs> wow. Hostile. Wasted, how'd you come across her? Well, email? she didn't say no. Yeah. No. It's true. I mean, maybe she'll kill you with her tits. Yep. That's what I was hoping. 
Wasted, that's amazing. What other fun topics do you have for us today? <laughs> uh, there's also this uh, Russian, uh, the Russian spy, uh, who's, uh, you know, from the 18, she's been in Russia getting trained to be, to use like sex techniques and really? seduction to, to uh, stop gang violence. And uh, because uh, Putin's invaded uh, Ukraine, she's come out and she's now a, works in a PR agency. And so, uh, so, wait, let me get this straight. You're telling me that they're training 18-year-old Soviet broads to be spies, but to use their bodies and be whores. Wasn't there like a movie with Jennifer Lawrence about this? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, what was that called? It was called like Spy or something. It was called Watch Jennifer Lawrence Get Nude and Be a Dirty Whore, which yeah. that's, that so alone is going to get my attention. What but you're telling me they're training. Yeah, they're training them. And this is the, the funny part is that that she was saying that you know the way they train us is very specific. They basically they tell us to you know, they show us how to like uh, you know they're very nice to the man to begin with, so they're trying to turn and then they just disappear and that like builds intrigue and mystery. But then she was saying they were also shown other special techniques that would you know then you have to be really good at sex and sex acts. So they were training them in a certain sex act, which would <laughs> definitely keep them. Because if you if you get them interested and then you're not good in bed, she said you have to be really good at sex also. So I was, but then I realized all she's talking about is basically they trained her how to blow people, how to blow men. So no, no, how does this work? Do they get a fucking line of like trainees and recruits and like all right, girls, all line up, all right, open your mouths and then fucking just like what, just have a bunch of random dudes come in and stick their cocks in there and they start critiquing them like nope, you gotta cut the balls a little bit more. Nope, nope yep. too much teeth. I mean, she said she got into this, uh, into it, into this program because her grandmother was a national hero in World War II. So a whole family, <laughs> the whole family is sent her to this sex, like training camp. <laughs> it's a proud lineage of fucking Soviet spy hookers. Yeah, that's outstanding. <laughs> you gotta love it, though. Soviet spy hookers. <laughs> she's basically saying that she can, she can tell every woman how to make men fall in love with her and propose to them. But basically, all she's talking about is basically learning how to give the perfect blowjob. Speaking of spies and speaking of tits, wasted. We were talking before the show, and you mentioned that Jamie Lee Curtis, who starred in a spy movie called True Lies, which boys, if you haven't seen that, fuck you, go watch it. Uh, you know the scene with her big titties in there, wasted. What do you think? I just thought, you know, it's one of those movies where the, the tits just totally out, outshadow the, you know, overshadow the movie. You come away from the movie and you don't really remember what happened in the movie. All I remember is Jamie Lee Curtis's tits. So it's it's 100% true because when you brought up True Lies, uh, the first thing that that popped in my head was, oh, Jamie Lee Curtis was hot in that movie. Don't ask me what yeah. the movie is about. But and I was like, I mean, there's a whole scene where she's just like adjusting them, you know, in the That's mirror, right. in like a little black dress and like pushing them together. That's right. Uh, the other the other story I had is uh, from the UK. There's a show called Geordie Shore, which is kind of like Jersey Shore, I think, but it's set in the UK. And there's a girl called Chloe Ferry, and she was doing uh, like a, a sort of piece in a newspaper about having quality time uh, with her mum and they're like in the shot like drinking like white wine 
But what this, the dumb bitch part about it is when you're doing, having quality time with your mum drinking white wine, you don't wear like a see-through top, which totally shows your nipples. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you do if you're a fame whore like the Kardashian girls? I mean, I'm pretty sure their mom's like, uh, sweetie, you got to make sure your tits are out a little bit more. You know, guys, I, there's a movie and it tricks you. There's, and it's one of those things that when the, the movies lie to you. Has anyone ever seen the movie uh, Jack Reacher in here with Tom Cruise? Yeah, no. I saw it the other day. Okay, so the movie Jack Reacher, you remember the blonde in there? And her tits, Rosamund Pike, her tits look amazing. I mean, they look like they're these monster fucking just beautiful, firm, D-cup tits. So you watch that movie like, man, I can't wait to see her tits maybe one day in a film. See, other movies, she shows a breast dude. She's maybe rocking a B-cup and they're saggy and low. I mean, the fucking lie that Jack Reacher said that made those boobs that much bigger and that much more perfect. It, it, it's it's horrible. It's it's fake advertising, and I, I don't appreciate it. I've never yeah. seen the movie. I, I, I I'm going to go watch. I saw uh, Never Go Back. Uh, maybe that's the last one, Jack Reacher movie, to come out. And that's where his daughter, he thinks that this girl in the movie is his daughter. So he spends the whole movie trying to save her. And then at the end... Maybe he realizes that she's not his daughter or something like that. Well, you said, how many times does that happen to you where you thought maybe this was my kid, but it turns out it wasn't? Not as many as you'd think. (laughs) Is that that why you bang the six-year-olds wasted because you don't have to worry about it? (laughs) Yeah. You're basically uh, no Don't answer that question. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh... Wait, so do you got any more topics? General Liars, yeah. do you have any more topics? Yeah, I've got one. Uh, All right. The woman's uh, UTI was actually a glass tumbler lodged in her bladder for four years. <laughs> what? So, so, so she's so a woman. She went to the doctors because she thought she had a, uro, a urine tract infection. But what it turned out that uh, it wasn't that. It was that she had like a, a shot glass that she put in her like pee hole and four years ago. And it somehow she forgot about it and it ended up inside a bladder for four years and she was like you know gaining weight and she had all these uh, like problems she couldn't lose weight and she was sick all the time um and supposedly <clears throat> people put like shot glasses in the urethra it's called uh, for in heightened sexual pleasure so it's called urethral sounding that's the the term the doctors use so when she's having sex she would always put a shot glass in her pee hole and that would make her come much harder but she just forgot that to take it out when it disappeared inside of her. Jesus I, Christ. I, I, I can't <laughs> wrap my head around this one. I, when you sent the topics out this week, I, I clicked on this one immediately because I was like, what the fuck? I, I, even now, I'm, I'm looking at it and I, I can't even make words right now because I'm just, I'm looking at the x-ray, this shot glass in this woman's pelvis. I... I, I can't I don't I can't imagine this and just the whole thought of her putting it in her urethra it doesn't it doesn't I don't know I don't it's know. very it's quite common because that's one of the when they find a, a shot glass in a bladder the doctors always seem to they seem to say that it's always this urethral sounding technique that people use that it doesn't happen any other way because you've really got to force it into the pee hole to get it in the right position well, so here's a question for you. If you 
if you found out that the best orgasm you'll ever have in your life is by doing that, would you try it? No. <laughs> no okay, orgasm so is worth it. Doing it. It's gotta be it's gotta be amazing. It's gotta be amazing. Well it's a, it's got a technical term, a urethral sounding. So I mean it, if it's it that must... pop, if it's popular enough to have a name, it's gotta be amazing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean you I you first. No, I'm you, good. You try it first. <laughs> All right, I, I'm going to do it. Try it and then and report back to yeah, What? <laughs> I'm gonna Generalize, do repeat yourself, damn it. I, I'm going to do it. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. You need to check whether it's uh, whether it works for men or is it only women. Because it must Pixar have something to happen. do with the uh, echo or something. Or the suction or something inside the, the vagina. Speaking of vaginas, guys, I have a question for you. Do you think Betty White from like the Golden Girls era, you know, not the 90 year old, but you know, back in the 90s or 80s, back when she was on the Golden Girls, do you think that she would have broken her odds penis riding that shit raw cowgirl? Because I do. I think Betty White's vagina could have broken odds penis. That's a straight up odd. I think she could have broken your dick. Yeah, but that, that black girl on his video uh, didn't break his dick with doing anal. Oh, did he really? I didn't, I didn't click on it to watch. Did he really bang that broad anal? That's what it looked like, yeah. Oh, God. Was, uh, We're going to have to do some further research on that. already <laughs> <laughs> done the videos. Sidemethandshit.com. <laughs> uh, Odd likes to post his art, and uh, his art is him banging chicks. Uh, he's yep. probably posted about a dozen different chicks that he's banged in video yep. quality. So if you ever want to see a Brazilian man's penis uh, destroy a fucking <laughs> Brazilian whore, uh, fatenoughandshit.com. You got Odd yep. art. Hey, that was my opportunity to give you a plug, and you took it. I'm proud of you. All right, if I can take it, I listen. I take it like odd, those bitches take odds cock. You know, I fucking I'm a dirty bastard like that. Um, you guys had another topic I wanted to talk about. I didn't know anything about it. What the fuck? A ten foot sturgeon? For yeah, look at that, eh, man. Like, look at that. So there's there's been rumors. Um, of sturgeon, they—I don't know if you guys have sturgeon down where you, where you are, but they're pretty common up where I am, and uh, especially in um, if you go over into British Columbia, if you have uh, Lake Okanagan, um, there's a bridge that runs across the water to because there's islands there, whatever, and um, there's a bridge that runs across the water, and like there's folklore stories and. Um, this mythical mon- sea monsters that were in the water when they were building this uh, bridge. Just going back, I think the bridge is quite old. Um, probably mid-century of the 20th century, somewhere around there. And, uh, you know, there was, they had to, they, they had a lot of immigrant workers that come in, so they didn't they weren't necessarily speaking English, but they would send them into the, to make the bridge and um, the lack of communication just added to it. Right. Uh, because they would, they would go underwater to, to, to drill, to get the, the, the bridge built and they would just come up from being down there and basically hand in their tools and just walk off. And as they were walking off, they would say like sea monster or whatever. Right. And so if, if you ever been to Okanagan in, in British Columbia, it's a beautiful part of the country. And, um, it's, it's called the Ogopogo. It's, it's like Loch Ness and it's, it's a, it's a thing. And it's a sea monster that lives in this, uh, uh, the Okanagan, uh, Lake Okanagan. Um, so, the 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 thought is is that it's a sturgeon right and um there's a theory that says 
sturgeons, they, they just, they'll keep growing, right? Um, given their environment. And because Lake Okanagan is so big and so deep, I think it goes to about 800 feet deep. So it's quite deep. And uh, so there's, there's rumors that it's, it's the, the sea monsters that these builders saw was just a sturgeon, but they weren't able to communicate it because they, they were immigrant workers that didn't speak English, right? So, you know, and it just grew from there. So when I saw this video last week, there's, um, ironically enough, the guy was in British Columbia and he saw uh, it's, it's a 10-foot sturgeon and it looks like a sea monster. Um, it, it looks like something you would see in a movie. It's, it's crazy. And if, if for real, they can grow to their environment, uh, and they're basically, uh, they live forever too, apparently. Well, not forever, but they can live for like 150 years. Um, if, if that's true, you know, this, this 10 foot sea monster, quote unquote, could like be small in comparison to ones that are at, like other ones that could potentially be in the waters there. It's crazy. If, if you get a chance, look up the video, uh, just type in 10 foot sturgeon and uh, uh, you'll see it. It's, it's, it's a, just a long snake like creature in, in the water that this, this fisherman just happened to stumble across. It's pretty crazy. Talk so to yeah, right the now, fish. I, yeah, that creeps me out. Yeah. Yeah. He caught like, he, well, he's, you can see him, he's kind of holding it. Um, he can't, like, it's, it's obviously much bigger than him, right? But he's, yeah. he's kind of like holding it in the water and somebody's filming um, as he has it in his hands. And then eventually it just, it just swims away, right? But, like, it's a sea monster, man. It looks like a monster. It's, it's nuts. And, you know, it's, it's terrifying, too, because I've been, I've been to Lake Okanagan, and I've swam in Lake Okanagan. And if, if there's these fish that are 10 feet, potentially bigger, just swimming underneath me, no thanks, man. I don't want that. Like, that's, that's <laughs> some scary shit, man. Yeah, because I remember when I went to a, a Loch Ness in Scotland with my dad when I was really small. He sat me and my brother down, uh, like on the by the lake, and he was talking about Loch Ness monster. And then he made us cast our like rods in and said, "You maybe you can catch him." And then he went to the shop. And I was thinking, what happens if the Loch Ness monster was real? <laughs> and he just like grabbed our like, took our uh, line or took the bait and then just dragged us into the water. <laughs> oh, you know it's true, man. It's like, like if if you if you were a kid. Or if you had kids and you were this fisherman that happened to stumble across, across this giant fish, I mean, it could easily take your kid. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's fucking scary, man. Ah, I think well. that happens quite a lot, doesn't it, with alligators? And uh, I think there's a story of a, a fish, like, biting, or was it a shark, just coming out of the water and taking a bite of somebody's leg? Oh, crazy, man! Well, there, there's there's that one video. It's pretty it's pretty popular of uh, the shark taking a bite out of the boat. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Once I was on, on holiday in Greece, and my friends went. Uh, they went somewhere. I forgot. I went to the bar, and they stayed at home or something. I just went to the bar to drink, and I was talking to this girl at the bar. And for, and when she asked me what I did, I said I was a shark fisherman because I, I was just bullshitting her. <laughs> and then I said, and she said, really? I said, yeah, well, tomorrow I'm going to go out on this boat, you know, to go shark fishing. And she was like, can I go with you? And I was just like, yeah, sure. I'll meet you there tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. 
I didn't turn up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there was no shark. That's great. There was no shark fishing. <laughs> oh, well, have you have you guys ever seen a shark in real life? Oh yeah, dude. I fucking used to punch sand sharks around the fucking head. So I'd be, uh, I'd go out, I'd swim in Nauset, or I'd swim. Uh, there was a uh, Plymouth Bay where I fucking grew up, or Old Silver, where my grandma had a house, and I'd go out there and boogie board and shit. And you get these fucking uh, sand sharks that come up, and these fuckers are probably about three feet. And you get them when you hit a sandbar and stuff. You see them out there. I used to crack those motherfuckers. I'd punch them right in the fucking head. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? I'm not no, kidding. I don't think you're kidding. I just those think it's punching, punching sharks. That's no, what you're supposed to do, it, like fucking Sharks are they're douchebags, but they're not that bad. Seals. Those motherfuckers, I root for a great white every time I see them eat seals. Those seals are fucking assholes. They, they, they're... Well, uh, th- there is a reason cunts. why we club them. There's a reason why we club them. Yeah, I, Cardi, I hope your family fucking clubs 50 of them tomorrow. Oh, well. Wasted. Let me ask you a question. What are you having a loving, getting drunk, going home, or what have you been doing? Uh, sorry, it, it broke up. What did you say? What's the life of Wasted been this week? Have you just been going to 7 Eleven every day, getting drunk, and then going home and watching movies? What, what have you been doing? Yeah, basically. That's what I do is I, I wake up, go to McDonald's, then I go to the supermarket, buy beer, or um, before I go to the supermarket, I go to 7 Eleven. Uh, start posting, then I go to a supermarket, pick up beer, go home, watch movie or play games. Or what I've been doing this week is researching uh, the presence of big tits in mass media. So, so between the just... jerking off, wasted, wasted, how do you have such a life of leisure where you have this amount of time where you can just live your life just drinking, watching movies, and looking up big tits? Like, did you did you come into a cash windfall? I'm not trying to be. Too no, exploratory just, here. I remember I like escaped from China, uh, and I kind of lost all my stuff. So then I became like a refugee in Taiwan. So I got a flat, you know. Eventually, got a place to live, but I don't have the uh, uh, ARC card, which is like alien residency certificate. So you can't get a job. So basically, I'm, I'm kind of wor- kind of working out when when I can fly out of the country, but I can't go to, if you fly out of the country, it's really hard to come back in. So, you know, you have, so then I've been putting that off that every week, every month, the uh, visa gets extended by a month. So I'm basically just like, I'm like waiting in a terminal, like Tom Hanks in that movie. Which waiting how in the do you airport. survive, buddy? Uh, well, I've got, I've got some money from working, but I'm, but I live a very frugal life. <laughs> I don't just buy booze and that's about it. It's not, it's not like I'm living like a, a luxury lifestyle. Well, it sounds like you're living it. I mean, not to be rude, but I mean, you live in a dream, though. You get up every fucking morning. You go to the 7-Eleven Cafe where these beautiful Taiwanese women look at you and just Google at you and just ogle at you the whole fucking time. You, just, you start pounding brewskis. You go back. You get blown by the fucking babysitter next door. I mean, you're a fucking legend. Yeah, well, there's, there's benefits, you know, there's benefits to this, like there's benefits to being homeless as well. Wasted, you when you go to McDonald's, do they have any cute, like, Taiwanese McDonald's girls there? So, not really. There's That's one really, the one that helps me, because in Taiwan they can't really speak English that well, the one that helps me is really old. Like how old? She, she's like seven, it looks like she's... 60 or 70, I would say. Alright, so yeah, she's not fuckable. Is there anyone like, okay, what about KFC? KFC? 
KFC. Uh, there is a, a KFC. Uh, uh, I found some more information about KFC in Russia. Like last episode, uh, GNR Lies was like apologizing from. Uh, I made a mistake. Uh, yeah, made a mistake. Yeah. But Fucking I found Canadian. out. I was reading this story about uh, Papa John's. Like Papa John's, like the. Um, they released a statement saying uh, they're clear-headed and understand the dark gravity. Now, Papa John's is staying in Russia, yeah, because uh, all the French uh, franchises are owned by Russians, and and they put out a statement saying that they're clear-headed and understand the dark gravity of the situation they're in. But at the end of the day, they appreciate good pizza, so they've decided to pick <laughs> pick Papa John's over the Ukraine. And then further on down in the article, I saw that uh, KFC. What GNR Lies was saying that KFC, uh, you know, we said that KFC w wasn't leaving, and then we sort of realized that that was Burger King. But actually, some KFCs, it says the, the Yum's brand owns about uh, 70 of the thousand KFCs in, in Russia. So only oh. 70 are leaving, the, the oh. rest of the thousand are staying. So you weren't wrong. Right. You're only like, partially wrong right but back to so, trying to get so, me laid with underage girls in taiwan <coughs> i'm not trying to get you laid with underage girls i'm trying to find that like 40 year old taiwanese broad working at kfc that's you know a little bit lonely that will come back and put a drumstick between her tits as you fuck her i'm trying to look out for you my buddy here yeah i think uh, the problem is nobody really speaks english that's why i can like shout my head off in in the Seven Eleven, <laughs> and nobody understands what I'm saying. But so yeah, you're like ET. You don't speak Thai. You don't speak Taiwanese or Chinese. No, no, no I speak some Chinese. Yeah. I so what the Chinese. fuck? You can speak to them. Yeah, I can. But I mean, you try, I'm trying to order a, a mega McMuffin for McDonald's. So it's hard to get in. The, you know. Well, it's because yeah. you're making a fucking weirdo sandwich. You're not like getting an egg McMuffin. You're getting an egg McWaste, and it's like, all right, yeah. So um, take an egg McMuffin. Uh, put a sausage patty in there, put a bacon in there, then put a filet of fish. You know, your fucking order is a little bit different, brother. But the McWaste, the, the, the Big Mac, double cheeseburger, and a filet of fish isn't that easy to order, actually. <laughs> JW, are you aware of the McWasted? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Wasted, tell them some of your delicacies. You just basically take a Big Mac and a double cheeseburger, and then you like break up the double cheeseburger, insert it into the Big Mac, and then you get the filet of fish and add that in as well, and then squash it down and then eat it as one burger. That's... You're welcome. It's crazy. crazy. <laughs> Your life has changed. I mean, I should uh, next time I do it, I'll take a picture and send it in. Oh, that'd be fucking beautiful. Okay. Waste. Is there anything else going on in your world right now? Not really, yeah. JW, you, you got it. any topics that you want to discuss? Nah, I'm just here for the ride, man. GR Liars, I'll be, I only got one thing left, so do you got anything left? Uh, we covered everything I wanted to cover this week. Well, uh, I got one thing I want to cover. Yes. You know, we were talking Arnie earlier, and if you guys watch the news or if you watch anything social media, Arnold Schwarzenegger came out very, very angrily towards Russia, saying that, you know, he hates Vladimir Putin, that, uh, you know, he's very disappointed, they need to leave the Ukraine now, blah, blah, blah. So myself, being a hardcore, you know, action fan of the '80s movies, um, I'm thinking that fucking Arnie's gonna go John Matrix, fucking Commando style. He's gonna go to Sochi. He's gonna go and he's gonna kill Putin's family. Now, the unexpected thing that occurred to me at the same time is Steven Seagal's like fucking Putin's little bitch boy right now. He's over in Russia. He follows him everywhere. 
do we think that's a goal as, you know, protecting Putin and his family down in Sochi and that, you know, we're pretty much dealing with commando part two where fucking Arnie's going to go in there to take him out. It's going to be Seagull versus fucking, you know, Arnie, like kind of Bennett versus fucking Matrix on the first one. It's going to be great. What do you guys think? Steven Sorry, go on, go on. No, I was going to say, it's more likely to be like Arnold than uh, Jason Statham. Wasted that made no sense, but thank you. Gina Lawyers. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I I remember when the the war broke out and there was pictures of Steven Seagal allegedly fighting alongside Putin. And I I just I just dismiss them as, as nothing. But there's some merit to that. There, he's actually over there fighting with Putin. Oh, yeah, dude, he fucking has been over, like, if he's been a Russian simp for, like, the last 20 years, him and Putin are, like, best friends. He goes over there and trains the spets not to do hand-to-hand combat and shit. Seagal's fucking right now in Russia, dude. He's, yeah, he's complete Soviet. It's fucking hilarious. That's what I'm thinking. It'd be great if, like, Arnie versus Seagal, we never got that in a movie, but we might get it in real life, and fucking Seagal can't even move anymore. And Arnie's Arnie, so, you know, I'm liking and, where uh, this is heading. And Dennis Rodman. I mean, the North Korea is going to send Dennis Rodman to fight for Russia as well. Holy shit, dude, this is gonna. We're making an action movie right now. So I'm gonna get Michael Bay on the fucking phone and tell him that the Brasky Fat Cast has just made a fucking multi billion dollar film starring Dennis Rodman, Steven Seagal, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. This is brilliant, boys. On that note, I think we're gonna end the show. Uh, Wasting anything you wanna say before I punch out? Uh, the problem with the world is that the stupid people are cocksure and the intelligent people are full of doubt. Very based, Wasted. JW, is there anything you wanna say before we punch out? Uh, no, wasted. That was pretty, pretty deep. I'm gonna have to think about that tonight. <laughs> General Lars, I'm sorry, wasted. Continue. Uh, yeah, have a few beers while you contemplate that <laughs> uh, Bertrand Russell quote. I'll have a, I'll have a, a make wasted while I think about it. Make wasted. <laughs> I'll make one for you. Transcendence, right, boys. Deal. Transcendence. General Lars, anything you want to say before I punch out tonight? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, Montreal Canadiens made it to the Stanley Cup last year. They got eliminated from the playoffs yesterday. So they went from fucking heroes to zeros. Way to go. Made everybody proud. Well, Dallas missed last year, so we're even. True, true. Yeah, true, true, true. One of these days we're going to do a hockey talk show, boys. Yeah, I'm watching the Flames and Oilers right now. It's a fucking barn burner. It's, uh... What is it? Five four in the second period for Calgary. It's uh, it's a good. Together, Lars. Is there moose tracks in your backyard right now, too? No, I don't have moose down here. I have uh, coyotes. Well, folks, on that note, remember.